Peace and Black Power family, this is your host Raheem Shabazz and we are here for another episode of Necessary Blackness Podcast and today we have a special guest in the building family, we have the warrior goddess Zaza Ali, Zaza what's going on queen? Peace king, what's good, how you doing? I am doing great and I'm ready to receive because... You have been consistently speaking about vaccinations, crack mm. cocaine, chemtrails, mm. and organ trafficking. Mm. Like I was on your YouTube page today, and it goes back as far as seven years. Yes. That's, on, that's just on YouTube. Yes. Before YouTube, it, it was, uh, what's the other, the audio? Uh, Black talk radio. Yeah, blog that, talk radio. Blog yes. talk. Yes. And, yeah. Yes, all that. So you've been doing this for a number of years. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get to a lot of that. Um, you're here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Let's get right to it. You yes. got an event coming up. Yes. Tell everybody about this event. I will be speaking tomorrow, uh, Saturday, October the 1st at Gallery 992, mm-hmm. right here in Atlanta in the West End. Um, I'm really excited to come back and build with my folks in Atlanta. I got a lot of love here. And um, we're going to talk about the kingdom within. We're going to talk about a divine new world order. And we're going to talk about, you know, what's happening in the world right now and how we should be, you know, spiritually focused and mentally preparing ourselves. Okay, now you said you're going to be talking about a divine world order, right? A divine new world order. A divine new world order. Yes. Just 10 days ago, you did a part one and part two uh, of a lecture titled, Is Hip Hop Facing Divine Judgment? Yes. Tell us a little bit about that. I mean, you know, for me, uh, especially now, I'm really focused on looking through the lens of the spiritual realm and trying to understand what's happening on our planet from a spiritual perspective. And so hip hop is is a very uh, critical you know, topic, because like I said in the in the presentation, there's no other group of affluent you know, people from anywhere in the world that have a mass following and mass fame and mass success that are being murdered in cold blood right in front of the world. Right. So I think that, you know, on a surface level, there's that aspect. But on a spiritual level, I believe that God, the universe is actually using black men and hip hop and these tragedies to soften the hearts of black men in particular, and also to cultivate a different level of spiritual awareness and understanding in our people. So hip hop is being used specifically. And what's happening in the hip hop culture is actually happening in the hood everywhere every day. Right. We Mm -hmm. had a conversation yesterday about the Nipsey Hussle situation and how, you know, initially it was a conspiracy theory sort of aspect to it. But as I was saying, I didn't automatically, you know, pivot to conspiracy theory because beautiful, talented, intelligent black men get murdered in cold blood on the streets of America every Every day. day. Right. Right. So that's, you know, the Nipsey Hussle situation, PMB Rock, obviously recently um, going back to Tupac and Biggie. Right. I mean, these are real critical, you know, resources of of knowledge and information, but also focal points that the world has been looking at. Mm -hmm. Biggie got gunned down in cold blood. Pac got gunned down in cold blood in front of the world. Right. So I believe that God is using these situations and circumstances to create a sort of temperament in our culture as well as in the world. Now, I want to ask you a question. Recently, there was a young lady that was murdered, that was signed to Empire Records. So you mm-hmm. familiar with that? A lot of cash. 
All right, a lot of cast. And she was on the internet and she was actually showing a lot of cast. Yes. Right. Um, I went and looked at several different memes and I, 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 I don't want to misquote the number, but I think we up to eight artists mm-hmm. that been murdered and that, that was on Empire's record. Yeah. And then there's two probably more artists that has been recently shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and is not deceased, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it almost seems like that when you sign to a record label like Empire, that you are a psychophysical lamb mm-hmm. and that there's a hefty, uh, bounty, which is insurance on your head. What do you think about that? I'm really glad you asked this question because I was having this conversation the other day, right? So this could be a two, this is two different potential situations. Either Empire Records is taking out insurance policies on their artists and then killing them, mm-hmm. which is the impression or which is the sort of the, this is the way that the internet is sort of trying to steer this thing, right? Mm-hmm. Or, they could be banking on the fact that what these rappers are actually talking about in their music makes them more susceptible to death, makes them more susceptible to be in dangerous situations. And we're going to capitalize on that. That's more out morally wrong, obviously. Absolutely. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're murdering them. Right. So in terms of empire records and all of these different artists who, who they've obviously gotten these payouts on are they killing them or are they just banking on their music manifesting itself and putting them in dangerous situations and environments right i will argue that they're killing them mm-hmm. now here's another thing right but what is your based on what it, it it's not happenstance there's not a coincidence and just say for the sake of the argument right i have 10 brothers and i have four sisters right mm-hmm. and within six months right um, I got policy on, on my whole family, right? Mm-hmm. But within six months, uh, six out of the ten of my brothers die, and one of my sisters die. I will be prime suspect number one, and there'll be all type of investigation launched at me, right? Mm-hmm. I watched enough Forty Eight Hours and uh CSI to notice. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, like, I just really think that uh, it should be looked into more closely. Yeah. And I, I agree. I totally 100% agree. So one of the things that, you know, we can consider is why are still, why are artists even still signing to Empire Records? Right. First of all, Mm -hmm. if this is a sort of, you know, cause they have to know. Right. And then secondly, did Pac, was Pac on Empire Records? Nah, um, was Biggie? He, he he was on Death Row. Was Jam Master J? They saying that Empire is the new Death Row. No, but hear me out. This is what okay. I'm saying, right? A lot of our rappers see now in in terms of the spiritual aspect of this. A lot of our rappers are calling on death in their music. Absolutely, that's a fact, right? Yes. So spiritually. Right. If you are continuously Tupac prophesies his death, his whole entire career. Mm. Right. So spiritually, if you are constantly cultivating a certain language, cultivating a certain frequency in your music, it's only a matter of time before it makes its way to you. Right. So you talk about a lot of cash and I saw the images of her holding the stacks of money. Mm -hmm. Right. And the imagery that going back to the materialist aspect that I was talking about in the 
uh, is hip hop under divine judgment aspect. Like, yeah, you flossing money to millions of people that are barely getting by. Mm -hmm. So that materialism aspect is also attracting a certain type of energy towards them. Absolutely. Right. So spiritually, and this is where our people, especially in 2022, moving forward, spiritual warfare is at an all time high right now. Talk that talk. sister. Right. So our people have to take accountability for the language that we're using and the impact that is happening, not having not only on black people, but globally. Mm. Right. So trap music was one of the uh, not trap, excuse me, drill music was one of the things when I started to look into that. They they have a whole culture of drill music now in the United Kingdom. They also have a culture of drill rappers being murdered in the United Kingdom. Wow. Right. So the frequency of Chief Keef and the original inception of drill music now has f made waves right. over the water all, around the all world. over the world. Right. Empire Records doesn't really have any. Right. It, it might may play a certain type of role, but I'm saying in the bigger equation. Our people, particularly our rappers, have to start taking accountability with the yeah. language they're using and Absolutely. how it's affecting the world. And that leads me to my next question, Mike. Now, you was talking about sound. You are talking about vibrations. You was talking about frequency. I was listening to um, your previous podcast. And what we're going to do is we're going to go to a quick commercial break. Okay. And I'm going to ask this question. And um, it's dealing with vibration and sound okay yes stay tuned ladies and gentlemen we are back from our quick commercial non-commercial break because ain't nothing commercial over here and um before we was going to commercial break i was going to ask you a question right and mm -hmm. that question was a quote that i heard you say on your previous um lecture mm -hmm. and you said sound can be louder than the voice, mm -hmm. but sound can be more living than the voice. I want you to explain that. Well, I think I said the voice is more living than sound. That's Correct. a quote. Yes. Yeah. Sound that, uh, can be louder than the voice. Yes. But the voice is more living than the sound. Yes. You're correct. Yeah. Can and, you explain that? Yeah. So, I mean, what's your favorite song from your childhood? Um, I wouldn't say childhood, but one of them um is uh Tupac, Dear Mama. Okay. So if you think about the energy and the frequency behind Pac behind Pac's voice, back in elementary, I thrived on misery, left me alone, I grew up amongst a dying breed. Inside my mind couldn't find a place to rest until I got that thug life tatted on my chest. Tell me, can you feel me? I'm not living in the past. You wanna last, be the first to blast, remember Cato. Am I am I wrong song? Nah, well, nah, anyway, nah, yeah. I'm saying that to say you heard yeah. Pac's voice. Absolutely. Right. His voice is still living. Mm. Right. You know what I mean? And so the the frequency and the energy and the intentions of the words that we speak. Right. We have rappers going in the studio now and just sounding off and saying things recklessly without really understanding the power of sound and also the power of their voices. Right. So. You know, Joe Blow down the street could say the exact same thing that Pac said in all of his records and never resonate with the people. Right. Mm -hmm. So the frequency and the energy behind the voice, the depth. Right. The tenor in his voice. Right. It sends out signals and frequencies that reach you wherever you are. So for some of us, thug life. 
right? The Thug Life album resonates the most because, you know, maybe you in the streets, maybe you in the game, maybe you did time, right? Mm -hmm. For some of us who have strong relationships as mothers or sons with mothers, right? Dear Mama resonates strong, Mm -hmm. right? And another person could do that same exact song and it wouldn't have the same impact, right? Pac's voice is still living behind the song because we have a whole, a whole vantage point of his relationship with his mother. We knew that she was in jail when she was when she was pregnant with him absolutely right we know the story of geronimo pratt in the background of the black panthers and all of that right so all of that history still lives in his voice correct right so that's why Pac is being celebrated at at universities around the world and you know his memory and his legacy is still living on to this day because his voice still lives on and his voice is attached to the the shooting in atlanta the cops, right? That. His voice is attached to Brenda's got a baby. Who else made a song about a girl throwing a baby away in a garbage can and then made it a global song? Tupac. Tupac. You see what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying? So that voice and the intentions that he put into that music still resonates and lives on today. Wow. Today's rappers, y'all, y'all, y'all got a lot of work to do, man. If yes. y'all want to even follow in the footsteps of those that we consider our great. Yes. And think about auto-tune. Yeah. Right? Some so now said that was the death of hip-hop. Well, uh, it, so what's the frequency of auto-tune? Right? Because well, you tell the, me. Because the, is the auto-tune a living voice? I don't think so. No. Nah. Right? That's so it has a whole. Factor. So think about the way that we receive the music. Right. That's mm-hmm. coming from an auto tone pitch. Now rappers don't even or even artists don't even go into the studio together and make music anymore. One person does their 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 verse and then they, this person it. does they ver- yeah. their verse. They send it in and then they create a song. Right. Mm-hmm. That music doesn't have the same resonance and frequency as, you know, three of us, say, for example, going into a studio and having a collective conscious meeting right. of the minds. Right. So auto tune. Is that a living voice? I would say no. That's the natural Versus the synthetic aspect of this spiritual war that's playing out through our music now. Speaking of synthetic, you um, did a lecture, Synthetic War on Organic Life. Yes. Talk that talk. I mean, you know, we when I came over here, I was I was feeling some type of way when I walked through the door, right? Yeah, you um, me about the blue, the blue lights. Yeah, I've been, I've been. It. So I, this is something, you know, I stay in my conspiracy theory bag, right, okay. and my research bag. And so for years now, I have been reading about these LED street lamps, these blue street lamps that are going to be placed strategically all around this country and and most likely the world. And the street lamps, so the the shot i call it the jim jones juice right mm-hmm. covid-19 shot one two booster etc cetera, etc cetera. the mrna technology and the nanotechnology that's in the shots includes an element called luciferase luciferase lucifer race so lucifer and then a i s e not the other, race r a c e no luciferase Okay. Right. It's also called SM102. Right. Luciferase is a compound, for lack of a better word, or an element that lights underneath the skin. Mm. Right. So what the LED lights are supposed to be for is to be able to identify the people that have the mRNA technology in their body. Wow. 
So imagine these people placing street lamps strategically all across the world to be able to identify the people that actually have those shots. And Atlanta, this is the first time that I've actually seen these lights. I've seen them online. You know, there's a couple of places uh, globally, uh, Australia being one of the places that I've actually seen people filming them. It blew my mind today to actually see them off of Highway 285 right outside of Atlanta. Now, let me ask you, I, I know 285, 40-mile radius runs through Atlanta. Was it like in suburbia Atlanta or in the hood of Atlanta? It was along the highway yeah, um, close to the farmer's market over in that area and over there, say, right? Yeah, that's... So now what I was thinking... Fluent, it's not a... Real, real fluent neighborhood, but I know what you're talking about. Well, yeah, and so with, I'm I'm gonna, I want to make a point about that, but let me stick to my subject. Um, so I was thinking to myself, why would they need these lights on the highway? I Mm -hmm. could see street lamps, you walk people walking through, but the highway, eh? Well, maybe they're putting them everywhere so that they can make them acceptable and and have the the conformity, right? Because you can't have blue lights on the street and then regular lights on the on the highway right so i think that you know they're placing these lamps on the highway to start the rollout Mm -hmm. right now going back to your point about the affluent neighborhoods versus the not so affluent neighborhoods right i live in la right now right i frequent manhattan beach and redondo beach area these are very wealthy white affluent areas Mm -hmm. these places have these areas have cell phone towers and 5g cell phone towers at the high schools in those areas these are affluent neighborhoods Mm -hmm. right so this is not just a war against black or melanated people this is a very big war this is a war against humanity right and so we just need to be mindful of that right because if we're studying what these people are doing we need to know the full consequences of what they're what they're actually trying to achieve disposable everybody's disposable race or creed yeah the rich and i mean that's that's where we are now the rich and the poor it's the rich and the poor but it's a frequency thing now Mm. right Mm. so it's it's you know lucifer being an angel of light Right. Going back to the Lucifer race conversation. Now, where they actually got this technology for Lucifer race is by studying organic life forms. There are, um, you know, light. uh, What do they call them? There's a name for it. But light bugs. No, think light bugs. Okay. Right. These are little bugs that have light that light up right so they went and studied the technology of the light bugs there's another one the name of it escapes me and this is how they developed this technology so the synthetic war on organic life is that's a perfect reflection of that studying even the hydra um you (laughs) the hydra well the hydra is another organism that is said to live forever Mm. And you can tr- cut a limb off of it and the limb will grow back. Oh, right. Wow. So this is a, a, a organic form of life that is found in the waterways. Right. Mm-hmm. That actually cannot be killed. Okay. Right. So all of these different examples, I talk about this in my kingdom within web series. And I also have been talking about this uh, in my other content there. They took all of they're studying natural life and creating organic life Mm -hmm. as a result right we can get more into that you know if you want to in terms of what that really entails but there's some really scary stuff going on right now see this is what i'm talking about man yeah when i tell people man literally i have friends in all walks of life 
Like Zaza, you are our scientist. Like you really, really be coming with the truth. Yeah. And um, I, I, I got to take my hat off to you because um, in this day and time, in this age, we are living amongst people that are goddamn YouTube scholars. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I do. And you do the research. You put it in books. You cross-reference it. And it's just like, man, you know, the amount of information that you're able to disperse to us. Yeah. And um, never withered. You know, when everybody was facing persecution yeah. <laughs> for not taking the Jim Jones juice, yeah. you remain steadfast. Yeah, man, and, know, and, and, and we'll and, continue to do so. Yeah, and, yes. and you switched it up, man, and I just I just want to um, give you your flowers for that, man. Continue to do that. Yeah, thank because you. Because so many of us need to learn, and even if we're learning this, right, we it is our job to start teaching other people. So that's why, man, I want y'all to share this and share this. And then when you're done sharing this, share it again. Yeah. And, you know, there's a price that comes with that. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was telling you, my YouTube channel has now been is suspended. So I can't my biggest platform where I usually go to announce my events and, you know, kind of keep the, the process moving in terms of my business. Well, I can't post anything on YouTube until December 21st. Right. Wow. My Instagram channel, you can't even find my channel right now if you search my name. Right. So I have been blackballed across these social media platforms, particularly since the beginning of this year. So it's cost me financially. It's definitely stressed me out. Right. And so the persecution. Right. That the Bible and all of the at all of the scriptures actually talk about. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm walking through that. Right. I also. As a, you know, Dr. Francis Cress Wilson was, was my shero and her and Mother Tynetta Muhammad, um, and a few other women have been very prominent in me, you know, wanting to be an intellectual, wanting to be academic, right? Mm-hmm. So the science aspect, the chemistry aspect, the biological aspect, all of these different sciences that our people developed high forms of thought and high forms of civilization that we've completely neglected, mm-hmm. right? I want to get back into not just for me personally, because this is what I do. This is what I love. But I want to inspire our people, particularly our young men, men and women. This is where we need you to be focused at. Right. Because we, we, we need we need people. All of this. This and this is not a this situation is not going away. No, it's not. You know what I'm saying? Like they have a goal. They have different timelines that they have established, right? And we're all just kind of sitting back and coasting on the Titanic while the music is playing on the boat while we're headed for an iceberg, right? We need to get in offensive mode in terms of understanding this technology and developing because all of us know somebody that took it. Right. Oh, absolutely. People that we love. Family members. Family members. Right. Like people that we love, love. Right. So for me, it's not like it's not just about sitting back and knowing that. Like, I feel like I can get to the bottom of it. I feel like I could have had the this technology unbeknownst to me. I was studying when I wrote Black Matters Volume One. I I talk about. Morgulin's disease and nanotechnology in my first book. And I had no idea that it was going to be connected to all of this. Right. So using chemtrails to test and experiment 
how this technology can actually infiltrate the human body so that they can go within the body and study you and observe you from the inside. That's what Morgulin's disease is. Yeah. Polymer fibers that are sprayed up in that are nanotechnology and polymer fibers that are sprayed in the upper atmosphere. It rains down on us and certain people. And I believe it only took hold in certain people based on your, um, immune system based on the acidity of your body and your pH level and based on your overall vibrational countenance. Right. So that's why you got to eat right. Have your pH. Absolutely. Up and, and fast frequency. Right. Absolutely. It's all an internal thing. We we're automatically thinking it's on the outside. You know, where's the pill? Where's the shot? No, this is an internal Spiritual thing. Warfare. Spiritual warfare. So the spike protein that's in the shot, what it does is it accumulates in the body wherever there's sickness, wherever there's acidic conditions, wherever it's a low pH, right? They've weaponized people's sickness. So now we're seeing mass high upticks in cancer rates. People in remission are now all of a sudden coming back with cancer. HIV AIDS is trending again. What is oh, yeah. that? It's an autoimmune deficiency vi- and virus. It can be traced back to the Jim Jones juice. The Jim Jones juice. And even before that, Anthony Fauci. Think about the original HIV oh, yeah. AIDS onset. Mm-hmm. They were studying and perfecting this technology then. Do you know that his uh, net worth since COVID went up? Three hundred and fifty-two thousand percent. I mean, not not thousand. Three hundred and fifty-two percent. I can believe that. I can. This and 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 you know what the making millions of dollars a year. And you know what the coldest part about it is? They're not even like hiding it anymore. No, they're not even. You know, there was a time when you know we would talk about the Illuminati and conspiracy theory, and everybody was like, "Yeah," pointing to different resources. Yeah. This is what we think they're going to do. This is the, they're doing it all now, yeah. and they're not even hiding it anymore. Absolutely. Westworld, the show on HBO Max, gives the whole game in this series, talking about how. They they were going to use cell phone towers and turn the, the sonic uh, weapon up, the frequency up to turn people into soldiers. Let me ask you something. When you see stuff like that, right? Because um, what's what's the, what's the cartoon with Bart Simpson? The Simpsons. The Simpsons. A yeah. lot of stuff that we've seen happen, they, pre- they predicted it, right? When you see stuff like that, do you think um, that is to taunt us? You know, by them letting us know what what's going to happen or what is happening. Mm-hmm. Or do you think it's where they like, yo, the gloves is off. We're going to show y'all what we're going to do. And we're going to tell y'all and there's nothing that you can do about it. It's both. Wow. And I'll add one more. So Satan, excuse me, Hollywood is Satan's vision board. They understand that consciousness creates reality. Absolutely. So if you drop a seed in a person's subconscious mind in a film, Right. Mm -hmm. Think about all of the films, Contagion and all these, you know, uh, the one with Will Smith where he ends up on an island alone by himself. What's the name of that that movie? Trying to figure out the cure to the disease, whatever, you know, they'll know what we're talking about. But I did a list and I stopped at like 25 movies that have actually been put out in the last 20 years that have been about a virus coming on the scene and wiping humanity out. And then a small number of people or a person being left to be able to pick up the pieces and try to rebuild humanity right so Mm -hmm. hollywood is satan's vision board so if they can implant it in the minds of millions if not billions of people across the planet it's not just that it's their plan it's that we're activating the plan 
Just by thoughts because because consciousness creates reality. This is what we don't understand. So in the Kaibalian, Tahuti, the great African scholar and writer, talk was talk. was giving us the jewels, right? Mm-hmm. Talking about mental, um, uh, talking about vibration, talking about the all in all, talking about mental gender, right? Talking about uh, the science of frequency. He he was telling us. Thousands of years ago that consciousness actually creates with reality and whatever it is that you're thinking and you're feeling and projecting forward is what's actually creating the reality. So you think about this very small number of people, they say it's 8,000 total, right? That are in these different positions of power around the world. But then within those eight, those 8,000, it's actually 300, the committee of 300, right? This small number of men, white men that are actually pulling the strings behind the curtain. The world. Imagine that 300 people controlling 8 billion. How do you do it? Mind control, mind control, fluoride in the water, right? Chemtrails, right? Mm-hmm. So we have all of these, the war. And I, sometimes I'm like, man, these people are really trying to kill us. They are. And they have stepped the game up by since 2020, they stepped from behind the curtain. They're not hiding it anymore. There is a show. Um, what was the name of this? Uh, there was a, a game. It wasn't an Olympic game, but it's like a pre-Olympic game. I forget the name of it, but they had this opening ceremony. And in the opening ceremony, they basically played out this whole scene of ball, B-A-A-L, mm-hmm. which is a demonic, um, a demonic entity. They created this show in this opening ceremony that is paying homage to Baal, this demonic entity. This is in 2022. And then not only that, um, the Queen of England, before she passed, if, she, if I don't even think this was when she died is when they said she died. But they had a ceremony recently and they showed her uh, activating this third strand of DNA. So the mRNA technology, what it is, is actually a third strand of DNA. Right now we have two strands from our mother and from our father. So the they are taking us from two strands of DNA to now morphing us into this trans. Well, I shouldn't say us. Let me walk that back. I shouldn't say us. Let me walk that back. Um, they are taking the people that have consented to this agenda from being having two strands of DNA from the mother and the father to now actually having three strands of DNA, which is going to um, institute what we know, our idea or the concept of transhumanism. So that's, you know, that that really is um, is again, going back to the scientific scientific aspect of this graphene oxide is one of the components that they found in the shot also. Right. So graphene oxide, if you think about pencils and lead, that would be like a a uh, a focal point if you just wanted to identify what is graphene oxide. Right. Um, but it's still a natural resource, an element that comes from the planet. Well, now they found a way to use graphene oxide to magnetize human beings. So you see these videos all across the, the globe or all across the Internet where you have people sticking forks and sticking silver, uh, you know, scissors or any sort of silver component, sticking it to their skin and it actually being magnetized and sticking to their skin. What the hell is that about? 
what's our you know position on that in terms of being able to neutralize that type of technology because we can't just keep sitting back and saying this is what it is and this is what they're doing we've got to start taking the initiative and going on the offensive in terms of identifying this issue, identifying the problems and then coming up with the solutions. And I know it's going to come from the earth. I believe that volcanoes and volcanic ash is going to play a major role in neutralizing the gods or the angels or the supreme beings are going to use volcanic ash is going to be one of the main resources that's going to neutralize um, chemtrails and harp as well as the technology that they're putting in their body. That's what I've been recommending bentonite clay for 10 years now. Lo and behold, in 2022, the whole situation I talked about with the volcanic ash, that's where bentonite clay comes from. And they trying to destroy that? Well, I'm saying that I think that that's what the gods are going to use to neutralize their technology, the volcanoes and the volcanic ash, because volcanic ash is bentonite clay. Bentonite clay goes into the body and and pulls out all toxins and all metal particulates. Right. That leads me to my next question, right? Because we have so many family members and loved ones that we hold near and dear to our heart that then took that Jim Jones juice. Yeah. Is there a way that they can reverse it and possibly uh, detox it out of their system so that they're not susceptible to everything that these people got planned for them? Well, I'm I'm putting together some data of okay. scientists and doctors that have are going to the root of this and trying to figure it out. Um, I've only seen one company is called root brands. Uh, and I, I found out about them through Sasha stone. I've only seen one company that has actually shown pre blood work, meaning after you took the shot, what your blood looks like. And it basically destroys your red blood cells and then post, uh, uh, blood work, meaning after they took this particular, um, uh, compound, which includes zeolite and a couple of other, uh, of other substances. I've only seen one company that showed pre and post blood work where it looked like it was having a positive impact. Right. Okay. Um, I've seen a lot of people selling things. I've seen people sending me links where you can buy $400, $600. Right. <laughs> but when I, every time I, if somebody sends me information and I can get to the source, send me the blood work. They never send the blood work until I see the blood work. I'm not vouching for anything. Right. But there are a lot of different scientists and doctors that are using different healing modalities from frequencies. Obviously the thing that why my direct answer is yes, we found something is because this is a multi-pronged war, Mm -hmm. right? So it's not just the Lucifer race. The nanotechnology actually has consciousness. When I say consciousness, not God consciousness, but we're talking about little nanotechnology that is sending two way signals. So it's getting commands from the from the main source. Right. Here's what we're going into the system to do. And and then it's sending it back. Okay. Right. So it's communicating. Right. So it's the Lucifer race. It's the nanotechnology. It's the spike protein. Right. Which I talked about is matriculating in the butt in the blood and weaponizing people's sickness. Right. Mm -hmm. It's the cell phone towers, which Mm -hmm. I think the cell phone towers, 5G in particular, activate some of this technology. Right. It's the vibrational condition of the body, the pH acidic level right Mm -hmm. then you've got the from the the tests the pcr tests which i've found 
overwhelming evidence since I've been researching that the, they've been using these PCR tests for probably the last 20 to 30 years. And what PCR means? Polymer chain reaction. Polymer chain reaction. Polymer chain reaction test. That's okay. the test that they use to test for COVID. What they were doing was collecting data and mm. collecting DNA. Right. So, so put the thing up your nose. Exactly. Or, or the swab. The swabs. Is, so in my kingdom within web series, I've shown videos where you can see the nanotechnology actually being activated from those swabs. So imagine if they if they infiltrated billions of people with those with those swabs. Right. Mm-hmm. Implant in, putting nanotechnology up through the nose and then it goes up into the crosses the blood brain barrier and then goes up into the brain. Right. So again, that two-way transmission is to collect data and then to deposit the nanotechnology. And let the record reflect, family, Zaza has not even been tested. Never. 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 Neither has my son. We were talking yesterday and... um, I got tested twice. Okay, so let's 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 bring some 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 balance to that, right? If the test was enough, they wouldn't need the shot. Right? So it's cumulative. What do you mean by that? Meaning that. the intention, like I'm talking about the nanotechnology being in the test, right? Yeah. If that was enough, there wouldn't be a need for a shot. Okay. Right? Yeah. So that's kind of like phase 1. You're in the system now, right? They have but you But they didn't do no harm to me with the test, right? Well, we don't know. Oh, we got to find out. I took that thing twice. <laughs> yeah. But what I'm saying is, because I know people that are taking it every week. I have a friend that works for um, oh, California. She works for the school system, the oh. school district in California, in the Bay Area. She has to take it every week. Oh, no, the children it. in California are taking the tests every week. I don't think they're doing wow. it now. But 2021, all that yeah. year, they were testing those children once a week. Wow. Right. So it's cumulative, meaning it it has to build. Right. So same thing with the shots. No more tests for me. No more. No more tests. Right. So same thing with the shots. If the first shot was enough, there wouldn't be a reason for a second shot and then boosters. Right. So the technology only uh, is is vibrant in the system for a certain amount of time and then it needs to be boosted. Right. So I think that the technology in the not only in the in the tests. Those blue masks in my kingdom within yeah, web tell, series. Tell me about that yesterday. Let's in my kingdom within that. web series, I show videos of people that steam those vi- those masks and they that those uh, polymer fibers and that nanotechnology starts to come up the surface of the mask. Wow! Right. So they're also they also have ethylene oxide. Ethylene oxide is a carcinogenic. It causes cancer. They use ethylene oxide to sterilize the masks. So all this time we've been like, it's the shot, it's the shot, it's the shot. But actually, it started with the test. And you you know something else? Um, I was reading where it said seventy percent of uh, diseases come through breathing mm. right so if we get in 70 percent of disease come through breathing and they have this mass that's stopping our breathing mm-hmm. then we really in for it well stopping our breathing and then also it's right there stopping our breathing and then also you're breathing in your car your your toxins mm-hmm. the whole process of the breath you breathe in fresh clean oxygen the oxygen goes into the system it cleans the blood it detoxes all of the the, the toxins in the system and then you breathe it out 
right? Prana, life force. Prana, life force energy. Exactly. So now with the mask on, what are you breathing in? You're breathing your toxins back in. Right. So I said from the beginning in 2020, I said, watch, we're we're about to see a major uptick in viruses and in um, um, uh, in sickness in general. Right. So there's that. But then you said 70 percent of diseases caused from you said breath. Right. It's actually not breathing properly. That is the cause of disease. Most people breathe very shallow breaths. Right. So the the not respecting the breathing process, not understanding what it's actually doing when you're taking a breath, the whole mask situation. I mean, to me and imagine we're our people are are in the I can't breathe phase. Right. I remember seeing a sister at Lake Merritt in Oakland wearing a I can't breathe mask. (laughs) Yeah, fool. You can't breathe because you're wearing a mask. Right. So. You said they're kind of thumbing their nose up at us, taunting us, right? Yeah. Those are perfect examples of them taunting us. I think at this point they're trying to they're using the algorithm and artificial intelligence to prove how stupid they think human beings are. That's what the TikTok challenges are, right? A lot of the stuff that's happening on social media, they're kind of just waving thumbing their noses up at us and taunting us at the stupidity of the 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 and the ignorance of the masses y'all better wake up family we gotta uh definitely stop this from happening we gotta wisen up i'm glad that you are here and able to drop this type of science on us yes um it's a little heavy it's very heavy for some people it's they're very not gonna, heavy yeah they're not gonna be able to digest it it's very so heavy. i want to i want to switch it up a little bit yes. and, and go to another another subject matter i know that you um a big fan of movies mm-hmm. i know you went to see wakanda how many times you went to see that black panther uh, black panther i think i saw it four or five times four or five times yeah woman king i haven't seen it yet you haven't seen it yet i haven't seen it you yet. must be busy um, you, that's a movie I would think that you would want to see. That I actually you do want to see it, right? And then, because I know the history of the Dahomey Amazon, And I want right? to get into that. So all of that, you know, history is my thing. Um, I think all of the controversy around it just kind of, you know, it, 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 it lessened my my interest my desire because i start seeing people online plus i don't really like the woman king like why do you have to call the woman the king it's 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 implying that queen isn't good enough now now listen to this i had arguments with people that were saying that back in in those days that um our people was non-gender you know, there was no such thing as kings and queens, which is a lie. Right. Now, um, pharaohs, there was female pharaohs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that was non-gender. Mm-hmm. But the whole notion of woman king, like, yo, stop it. And then when, when you tell that history, they're not going to tell you that in 1858 that there was a individual from uh, Mobile, Alabama named Tim Timothy uh, uh, Meyer. Mm-hmm. And if if you look 
uh, in Mobile, Alabama, the Meyer family is the richest family and owns most of the land in Mobile, Alabama. Mm-hmm. But him and another individual was drunk and in a bar, and they they made a, a bet, a wager of a hundred thousand dollars because the um slavery was still going on. But the importation of slavery was abolished. Mm-hmm. So they went into the interior of Africa, which is known as Benin, mm-hmm. and they took 110 slaves. The youngest one was named Cujo uh, Lewis. He lived to be nine, uh, uh, 94 years old, and he died in either 1934 or 1935. And he is the... Uh, First slave that they have a moving image of, right? Okay. So he was captured by the Dahomey tribe, mm-hmm. and they warred against the the uh the neighborhood tribes in that region. So there's a lot of history that they don't even tell you about, but these people online is telling me, oh Raheem, anytime there's something that's empowering black women, why is it always black men against it? And I'm like, yo, y'all don't even know the history, yo. There's so many other instances of fierce female warriors. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah, yeah, they was fierce female warriors, but tell the truth about this tribe and what it is. Yeah. Well, you know, so, okay, there's, let me unpack this, yeah. right? Because remember how I talked about the, the algorithm sort of creating consciousness now, right? Absolutely. Consciousness creates reality is the organic way. The algorithm creating consciousness is the devil's way, right? So think about this now where we, the the conversation that's being had, who started it? Hollywood. Okay. And so, Hollywood is what you said, the devil vision Satan's board? Satan's vision board. Satan's that's vision a fact, board. Right? So in terms of non-gender, we know that's not true because Hubschett's it. Had to we t- when we say there were female f- fear, female pharaohs, Devils. we have to contextualize that mm-hmm. right because Hubshetsit went out of her way to wear male regalia right to present herself as a male king right to fight in the war though right no she, in, in her imagery she was wearing the crown as the male pharaohs and presenting herself with the beard, right? Mm-hmm. She was presenting herself as a man. Mm-hmm. I take that to, I interpreted that because we know that she was, there was issues within the kingdom because when she died, they destroyed a lot of her property, okay. right? They destroyed a lot of the remembrance of her, tried to take her out of the books. These are African men now, mm-hmm. the priests, Right. And the 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 the, uh, you know, the sort of ruling parties at that time that were centered around her, they tried to destroy her legacy and take her off the books. Right. So we know that this 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 has been layered in our culture for some time now. Right. Also in the book of Patahotep, the oldest book in the world. Right. The uh, Patah talks about how he would go. And the pharaohs would go and sit at the feet of the women at the well for wisdom, meaning the regular women, the regular women in the community. They went and sat at the feet of the women to Was get they wisdom. Elderly women or just women? Period. It didn't really say. It just okay. said the the we the pharaoh sat at the feet of the women at the well. Right. Obviously, we think you know matriarchal. I would mm. think that it was some wisdom, wise women. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's that aspect. Right. We have a lot of ongoing issues in African culture. We like to romanticize the history, but female circumcision. Yeah. 
right? That wasn't, we don't talk about that, right? There was a lot of, there's a lot of sort of innuendo. So when we say what's done in the dark will come to light, that doesn't just apply to Babylon and to white people. Our people been doing fuckery for a long time now, right? Mm -hmm. So going back to, right, everything you said, and thank you for giving me that, those resources in terms of this particular slave that was captured and been, been, been in, yeah. And was brought here, the whole Dahomey aspect of it. So the question is, did was this savage notion introduced when the white man came or was it already there? No, well, this is what happened. They would, um, you know, they would enslave them. But you may be enslaved for like seven years. You yeah. Know? Well, indentured servant. And yeah, that's, and not, yeah. that's not chattel slavery. Yeah. They didn't know that they was being taken to America, yeah. they would never be. They didn't know about the peculiar institute of slavery. Yes, absolutely. So in that aspect, it, it, it was kind of different. But like you said, it was a lot of fuckery. They were it was a lot for, of fuckery. For guns, yeah, liquor, yeah, little trick. Well, yes, you know? and so the spiritual aspect of this. Right. Going back to the teachings, talking about the brown germ versus the right. The okay. the, the 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 so Genetic these. Engineer genetic engineering right mm-hmm. but also Allah recognizing within Allah's self that there's a wobble in my nature that needs to be fixed mm-hmm. right so we're talking about the higher self and the lower self now the higher self and lower self didn't come when the white man arrived the white man is a or the, the white race as it has you know expressed itself on our planet has been the most prominent reflection of the lower nature we can look at the history to verify what they did, right? But the lower nature was already present in us, right? They so just brought it out. They just brought it out. So you know, looking at these, it's like for me, I'm seeing everybody online, and we know that there were black people in America that owned slaves, mm-hmm. right? That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? So looking at all of these different innuendos of our culture and African history, it is time to stop romanticizing the history, right? But were we talking about this before this movie came out? Absolutely not. Those that uh, know the history was, you know, it was even talked about in, in the book. Um, what's the, what's the, uh, Neil Hurston, what's the, her name? Zora Neil Hurston. Zora Neil Hurston wrote a book. Um, I bought it during the pandemic. Um, so I think it came out in 2019. It's called Barracoon. Mm-hmm. And in that book, it, it discusses that. In fact, um, there's a book called What is the What? Um, under, under the, um, wait, is it What is the What? Yeah, right there. Yeah, it's What is the What is the What? It's by an African. Uh, this is the book right here. Okay. And so what does this book entail? This is... Um, the story of the last black cargo, and that's Cujo Lewis right there. Okay. And it, remember, in, in, in film, um, the moving image came out in the 1930s. Mm-hmm. So there's actually a moving image of him. He's mm-hmm. the only slave that there's ever a moving image of him, and he was the last slave to be alive on American soil mm-hmm. in 1934 when he died at 94 years old. When they brought him over here, he was probably, he was young, like four or five years old. He was the youngest slave in that cargo yeah. of 110 people. and He outlived them all. And I actually went to Mobile, Alabama and interviewed the descendants of his. Mm-hmm. You know, because you got to remember, they were, he was only enslaved for... um 
four or five years because mm-hmm. after that, you know, um, slavery was abolished. Yeah. They got their freedom. So you got to remember, they took medicine men, they took engineers, yeah. scientists, yeah. lawyers. So they had the knowledge and a lot of them married with the slaves or the um, black people that was already over here, mm-hmm. you know, and they created a town. It's called Africa Town that's still exists today in Mobile, Alabama. Yeah. So let me ask you then. So with all of this context, right, and understanding that this, you know, perhaps the Dahomey Amazons and this culture at this time were active within Mm -hmm. the slave trade, then who's to blame? Oh, that's a good question. That's a good question. I I, I think um, as far as the blame, you can blame um, the African chiefs and, and kings that sold us into slavery. And then also you're going to have to blame the United States government for um, allowing it to exist. You know, from taking it from um, uh, uh, indentured servitude to the peculiar institute of slavery, the brutality, Mm -hmm. the rape and everything else that followed that. So now I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to put something on you. Right. All right. Put it on me. So. We're the mothers and fathers of civilization. Indeed. Right. And the reason why we are because we gave birth to humanity. Yeah. And um, we're the first. Yeah. So for who's me, who's the original man? But go ahead. If my son goes out into the world and becomes, let's say, an abuser of women, which will never happen, but just for the sake of the conversation, mm-hmm. that's a reflection of me, right? To a degree. As a parent, yeah. To a degree. To yeah. a degree. I mean, you know, he's going to become his own person. But for me personally, as a mother, and even when you know, in a, when a serial killer. Or a mass shooting take pl- takes place. Everybody's automatically looking at the parents. How did you not know? How did you raise this child? Right. Yeah. So with that context, the pharaohs taught the Greeks. Right. Yeah. They came and sat at the feet of the pharaohs. They gave them not all the wisdom, but they gave them enough information to go back and civilize their people. Right. The story of Hiram Abiff. Oh, the guy right? hit the head. Hitting the head and buried in a shallow grave, grave. for a certain amount of time. Right. Mm hmm. What part did Africa play in the destruction of our people in order for God to be made manifest? Did we have spiritual, like Elijah Muhammad said that there's 12 major scientists and 12 minor scientists that are on the planet at any given time, tapping into the consciousness of the people, right? 24 scientists. That didn't start with, that didn't start with Elijah Muhammad. It started with the young. Since the beginning of time, Right. Since hum as human as human beings, so I think that there's a lot of layers to this, but I think that certain aspects of African culture had to manifest itself. They had to betray one another and betray us in order for us to get to the position that we're in now. That's a difficult conversation to have. If it didn't happen, the United States wouldn't exist as it is today. Even Neither though we. we, even though you know, there was many of us that was all. All already over here because yeah. we was traveling, yeah, and we know that through history, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, even like so. Look, Kemet, right? Think about this. You know when they do uh, ancestry dot com. Mm-hmm. How come nobody's lineage ever ties back to Kemet? You ever heard somebody say I took a DNA test and my ancestors came from my no. ancestor was a fa- right? Most people I know they be mad. They be like, yo, hi, mom. 30% Irish. And yeah, I don't believe most none of, that. of it. Don't it's even come DNA, back to West it's data Africa collection. where 
most of us descend from. It's data collection, yeah. right? So what happened is when Kemet was disbanded, a lot of those people moved into West Africa. Mm-hmm. So Cheikh Atadiyah, in his book, uh, in several of his book, he did the language correlation between Egypt or Kemet and between a lot of the different tribes throughout Africa and Kemet in particular and is, uh, uh, not Islamic. I was about to say Islamic language, uh, Arabic. Mm-hmm. So Arabic and the Kemetic language or the Netaru in sound phonically and some of the dialects from West Africa, they all have a there. They all you can track the lineage, the connection. Right. Mm-hmm. So but for me, how come the tests never come back and trace us back to Songhai and Mali and Timbuktu? You've never heard anybody say my 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 results just came back and I'm from the great tribes and, you know, of Timbuktu. Right. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's all the collective it's all, data. It's all, it's all about it's the all data. It's all to collect data. And to have your DNA signature, because going back to what we were talking about before, now they can beam frequencies specifically based on DNA. And did you know, um, a few weeks ago, it was announced that, um, I forget which one it is. I don't want to put it on one and I'm wrong, but mm-hmm. you can look it up. Um, I don't know if it was 20. 23andMe. 23andMe yeah. or Ancestry.com. But it was one of them that just sold to a private company. Yeah. So now they have your data. They're free to do what they want with it. They yeah. can match it against what's already out there from those that took the Jim Jones juice. Mm-hmm. And they can be... Um, the mad scientists like mm-hmm. Yakub, yes, and experiment with your uh, genetic structure, and they're doing the same thing that <laughs> the same thing that Yakub did, even in terms of how they use the doctors and the nurses. Mm. Tell me, that's not what the doctors and nurses are doing in the hospitals? Oh yeah, now. instead of sticking pins in, in, in the heads of the babies, they they sticking the vaccine in them. Let's talk about it. And they're convincing <laughs> you, and they're you know what I'm saying? They're they're deny. I I know nurses and people that are actually in the field that are telling me like. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like we're getting a lot of heart attacks. We're getting a lot of blood oh, yeah. clots, right? There's there's nobody like mainstream that's coming out, kicking the doors down, like warning, warning, warning. And if they do, you don't hear from them long. We right. talked about it yesterday when yeah. we was talking about um, what it was, fiber. The that, polymer fibers. Well, the fibrous the, substance in the body. Yeah, that yes. the uh, people at the, the funeral home is mm-hmm. uh, finding. Yes. So this has been a real deep conversation. You you went through everything from vaccine vaccination to African history. Is there anything that I didn't ask you that I should have asked you that you want to talk about in, in your last closing words? I mean, I, I just I feel so thankful and so grateful to be alive right now and to mm-hmm. have knowledge of self. And I'm so thankful to God for giving me the the inquisitive mind and the interest in these things, because um, most people are not interested in this. Even like you said, it's, this is a heavy conversation. Yeah, I live with this. I wake up with this. I go to sleep with this. Right. Um, and the magnitude of this, what we're all facing as the, you know, the collective. Um, but I'm so grateful to be alive right now and to to have the understanding that I have because there are light bearers among us that are going to lead the way out of this. Right. And you one of them. I am most definitely one of them. And I don't say that to brag. This is a very heavy cross to carry. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? It ain't too many people going to pick that cross up. Not too up. many people want to pick it up. It's how many black power revolutionaries do you know actually talking about this? 
Not many. Right. We because got a few. It, there's, it comes with consequences, right? So the persecution aspect. But I believe that the persecution is only going to happen for a limited time. And that's going to be based on where you are in your frequency and your understanding. Mm-hmm. Right. The, the, the closer you are to God or to the center, the less persecution. The further you are away from God or your natural self, then the more you're going to struggle. Right. But we're moving into this this new time space. This like time doesn't even feel the same anymore. Right. Yeah. It don't time, even see it don't even it seemed like there's not enough hours in a day. Yeah. The day is over quick. The day is over quick. Weekends and weekdays. Are oh, totally we don't even blurred, see that <laughs> now. Right. Yeah. So time has already taken on a new a new understanding and reference point, right? Mm-hmm. So we're we have to get to the point where we make time. Absolutely. Like Kendrick Lamar said, the judge makes time, right? Yeah. And they do. We have to get to the point where we start uh, developing and and focusing on that idea of making time, right? Even with the situation with all of this technology and as scary as it is, I believe because I have the intention to get to the bottom of it that I will. Right. Because consciousness creates reality. So we've got to get out of the frame of mind of reacting to what they're doing, reacting to life, reacting to the world and actually start deciding, being being very focused and intentional in, in our decisions, what we want to come out of this life, what we want to have financially, you know, relationship wise, et cetera, and then expecting for it to be delivered at our feet. That's the quantum reality, right? That's the real deep aspects of consciously creating reality. And those of us that stick to the script, meaning I own my body, I own my mind, I own my soul. You don't have access to this, right? And standing in that sovereignty of self, we're going to be in a position to say, be and it is. Absolutely. And that's where we're headed. We need to be like that. And a lot of people, man, was so surprising you know, that they was telling people you'll lose your job. Mm-hmm. The hell with your job. Yeah. yeah. Like you just sacrifice your life yeah. for, for for a job that can fire you and replace you tomorrow. Yeah. The and, day after you took the shot. And, and they gave you a job making fifty or sixty thousand dollars a year. Which and, is no money. And God gave you hundred and ninety six million nine hundred and forty thousand square miles. Mm. Talk that talk. Talk that talk. You know what I want to ask you, Rock? Because a lot of people, they know you as this um, fearless warrior goddess, mm-hmm. right? Um, well-versed in, 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 into the science, right? Um, people don't know your private life, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and they shouldn't, right? Mm-hmm. But people be wanting to know about Zaza, yeah. right? One thing I know about you that people don't know you love incense. Yes. Like, oh my God. <laughs> yep, my the brother. Incense. Yes, yes. Oh man. You spent two hundred dollars in the store on incense I mean, in you know. one day. Yeah. What is something else that people probably be surprised about Zaza? Well, you know, just to that point, I think incense is like ingrained in my DNA. Like my father, you know, was always had an incense lit. But I feel like if I'm like zoned out working, doing writing on my working on my books, by the way, I'm writing a new book called Ancient People, a social studies and history textbook, speaking of history. But when I have incense in the background, it gives me a different sort of spirit and momentum and focus. Mm. I think it's something, and you know, in Kemet, incense was a big, you know, the frankincense and myrrh aspect, right? So this is not new. This is sort of like in my genetic coding. 
Um, what is something else people don't know about me? Um, man. <sighs> she don't want to tell y'all. No, no, no. I'm trying to think of something good. Cause you know, I've talked about, I mean, um, I love history. Um, nature vegan. I love nature. Um, man, I, I think the incense was the biggest thing. Cause I, incense, be like, I mean, it's a lot incenses. though. I'm a how many, how many you think you, uh, burn in a day? Oh, I go through a pack in a day. Easy. A pack. That's like 15, 20 incense. Easy. Yeah. Cause I burn them back to back. I'm a complicated person. I'm a, I'm a complex person. You know what I mean? Like I, I, but you know, the best thing about it, you, you're a loyal friend and we've been knowing yes. each other for years. Yes, we have. And, um, you, an uh, individual I definitely can call on. Yeah. You know, not going to sugarcoat it. She's going to give it to me straight. Yeah. Whether I like it or not. Yeah. And, and, and you've you been, and you've people. seen me, you've seen me go through a lot. You know what I mean? And, and ups and downs from, you know, being here in Atlanta yeah. before I was even here in Atlanta, right? We did the elementary genocide. I'm part of that, that, that brand yeah. and that history. Um, and I just really, you know, I'm a warrior. I, I finally like really made peace with that, that I am a warrior, but I'm a spiritual warrior and I, and I stand tall and proud. Like the history aspect is important. When I was researching crack cocaine, writing the scientific intervention in our affairs, growing up in Oakland, where it, a city that got decimated by crack, oh, wow. right? Yeah, it that, was crazy. That, that sparked something in me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I just, man, I, I love God, you know what I'm saying? And I'm trying to prove God and I'm trying to understand God and I'm trying to relate to God in every way that I possibly can. And I see the potential in our people. I always have, even when our, you know, my people have strung me up on the cross a few times, right? But, but even still, um, I understand how we got to where we are and I understand what it's going to take for us to move forward. It's a frequency game. So we're moving out of a race-based consciousness. This is going to be difficult for a lot of us. I just talked about the whole cell phone situation, tower situation, right? So we're moving out of a race-based paradigm and into a kingdom of God. Can we move into that space without fighting white people, without focusing on racism, white supremacy, right? Because there is no place for racism, white supremacy in the kingdom of God. Yeah, some people say, you know, they may feel that um, that's something that we have to handle first before we even get to that aspect. Well, yeah, but the problem is the way we're going about handling it. Again, consciousness creates reality. And I think Elijah Muhammad had the solution for that when he said separation is better than prayer. And I think if we separate from them or those that wish us ill will or that's not since we're dealing with frequency Mm -hmm. that's not on the same frequency or brain wavelength yes then we definitely can um you know deal with it without race-based consciousness 100 percent. he also said that there was going to be a time where we would be so powerful that we would have the white man wrapped around our fingers indeed he said that and so that's where we're headed but it's going to take a certain type of consciousness in order to get us there, right? We have to be tilling that that soil right mm-hmm. now. It doesn't happen overnight. Oh no, nah, it's you know? going to take some time. Yeah. 
So once again, it, it was a pleasure having you Thank here. Thank you very much, my brother. I want you to tell everybody the website, right? Because we don't know what YouTube is going to do. Yes. And this ain't going to be the last time they're going to ban you because you're yeah. going to keep speaking the truth. You're That's going to keep fact. talking that talk. Yeah. So when you're not on YouTube... Where they can go to? ZazaAli.com is my website. I also have a membership channel that I've launched that has all of my exclusive content, um, you know, without me being censored. And I can put on these, do these real in-depth presentations, all the research, all the data and information without being censored. Um, so ZazaAli.com is my website. My email address is info at ZazaAli.com. You can reach me there. I will be speaking tomorrow in Atlanta. I'm very excited. Gallery 992 right here in the West End. You can get tickets on my website. You can also buy tickets at the door i look forward to seeing you there oh yeah absolutely i'm yes. there yes and I'm hopefully there. my beautiful sister over here <laughs> i'll put you on the spot will be there as well um but much love to all of my people my family in atlanta is it's time for the children of the sun to step forward and to accept our rightful position as the landlords of this planet Mm. You know what I want to tell you? I know I said I was going to end it there, right? Mm -hmm. But I I would be remiss if I didn't say this, right? Yes. You was just in Brooklyn, New York, right? Yes. The last time you was in Brooklyn, mm -hmm. that was when I was there? Yes. That's correct? Yes. All right. We was in New York City for the um, Sarnetta TV Award. Yes. You won an award that day. Mm -hmm. I was nominated. I didn't win an award. But mm -hmm. I, I was happy to be there in the presence of my people. Yes. But- I went to your uh, lecture in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. Yo, you was on fire. And guess who I was sitting next to? I think I told you this story. Oh I was sitting gosh. next to the grandmaster teacher, yes. Professor Small, yes. right? Yeah. And he tapped me and he whispered in my, sh in my ear. He mm -hmm. said, yo, she got it. Yeah. He said, Raheem. It's not too many people that got it. Yeah. It's not too many people that could tap in like that. Yeah. He was like, she got it. Yeah. Did you ever record? Did you have somebody record that? Um, I think, yes. Somebody was recording. We definitely, I definitely have it recorded. Did um, you get the recording? I definitely have the recording. Oh, that was I actually good. need to put that out. Uh, it might, I, I have it. I definitely have the yeah. recording, but you know, Professor James Small is has a very, very, very special place in my heart. Yeah. He was one of the, you know, for me, I love history, but the, the, it all has to make sense, mm -hmm. right? Like, yeah, it's great to learn about the ancients, but what good is that going to serve us today? He's been one of the main, you know, spiritual teachers for me that made it all make, make sense, right? And also, it's an art to being able to speak to people and engage an audience where they're just completely in the conversation, yeah. right? And he's one of the people that has been able to inspire me that way. So I take that very serious when I do presentations and when I'm speaking, like, no, I don't just want to be, I don't want to just stand here and be talking. Like, I really want this information to hit you in a lot of different yeah. ways. So the fact that he said that, the fact that he has always supported me and continues to support me really means a lot to me. Like, I, you know, I, I'm concerned with what the kings and the queens think about me at this point. Yeah. And, and, you know what I mean? You know, and that and means, I've never heard a king or a queen say one negative thing about me to this point. <laughs> Thank you very much. That, that, I know that definitely means a lot to have an esteemed elder. You Absolutely. Know what I mean? Known and all over just, the world, yeah. world traveled. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. For him to give me that stamp. And he texts me. We still keep in contact. Yeah. He follow. He makes sure that I'm good. Yeah. Shout out know? to Professor James Small. Yes. And I, I had a moment with him, too. We actually... um did an event in um tampa florida mm -hmm. and um 
he told me, he said, yo, listen, I had just got off stage and they had took a break and they said, you know, 10, 15 minutes, you know, he was up next. And mm -hmm. he was like, yo, let me know when, you know, my time is coming. So yeah. I went over there. I said, yo, you got about three more minutes. Mm -hmm. And I said, yo, what you doing? Why are you scrambling with your computer? He said, man, I got to change my PowerPoint. I said, why are you changing? He said, man, you, you done hit on half of what I was getting ready to talk mm -hmm. about. I was, he, and then, you know, when he got off, I said, yo, how, how did I do? And then he told me, he was like, man, you was really... In your element. Yeah. And the thing about it, we had stayed at the same Airbnb the night before. Yeah. So you know I ain't go to sleep. I'm yeah. up all night. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. how many times you get to be in the presence of someone such as this? So yes. we up all night building. So I was a little tired. But when I got on that stage, I knew it was time, you know, to, to yeah. show and prove. Yeah. And, so go back to what we talked about with the voice. Right. Yeah. You can hear Professor Small's voice in your head right oh, now. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right? And something that he said along the way sparked a, some light, something in your something in your mind, something in your imagination. Yeah. That's God. Yeah. When a person can speak a word and reach you wherever you are and lift you up out of whatever your circumstances or or inspire thought, inspire creativity, inspire personal power. Yeah. That's God. Because I didn't even, I, I, I don't even remember. I know I used a little bit of my PowerPoint, mm -hmm. but it was just like, I didn't even need that. Yeah, that's You know, what, once that's I was in my now. element yes. and I was reading the crowd and I'm like, oh, they getting it? Yes. Need and that. that. Let's go. And that's go. really <laughs> where, that's that art of speaking. When you when you reach the audience, because yeah. I'm heavy on the information, right? Yeah. But the people really just want to engage me and talk to me, yeah. right? So that's, I'm keeping that in mind with these events that I'm doing now. Like, yeah, the information is important. But I've done hella presentations. This the king, my Kingdom Within web series mm -hmm. is eight hours long. Ooh. I did a presentation in 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 2021 called the Scientific Intervention in Our Affairs, seven and a half hours. You know, uh, 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 Delbert Blair and Phil Valentine, right? Yeah. They used to do sit down and talk and engage audiences for five, six, seven hours. Yeah. I did a seven and a half half hour presentation about all of this data and That's research in 2021 right and then the kingdom within web series i split it into three but all together it's like eight hours long right so for me i've put so much knowledge and information out into the world now it's about the heart chakra now it's about coming and engaging one another as human beings talking about the energetic resonance me and you are sitting here exchanging data Absolutely. Not only are we having a conversation, not only are we having a meeting of the mind, but our energy transference right now is exchanging data, mm -hmm. right? So this is the science that we need to understand moving forward. That's it, family. Make sure y'all go ZazaAli.com and get that knowledge, you know what I mean? And, and come learn. tomorrow, Atlanta. I'll come see tomorrow. Yes. Learn about the science of everything in life. <laughs> this is Raheem Shabazz, Necessary Blackness Podcast, and we out of here. Peace. Salute. Peace, peace.